The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. Me, Pete, Peter Corn. Uh, this is the podcast that makes you feel at home no matter where you are. We're two dudes from Alabama and a Welsh Londoner. We're talking transatlanticism, telling stories, and when you're not laughing in the big city. We are howlless today, as is increasingly usual. You know, yeah, well, Des Moines, uh, New Hampshire doesn't really get a whole lot of internet. That is true. Des Moines, New Hampshire has a pretty rough time with their internet connections, to it's be true. honest. But we do have a special guest today, a very special guest. Yeah, we do. You might say. Uh, we are joined today by famed musician, uh, actor. You're an actor now because you were in a music video, so that Correct. counts. Uh, Zachary Taylor. Hello. Not the president. Wait, or were you the president? I was the president. Yeah. We had the same name, and therefore I was the president. Pop quiz trivia off the bat which president was Zachary Taylor? Uh, the twelfth. Coulter nailed it. He uh, iced Pete. Pete couldn't even guess. Dude, that's kind of Coulter's role in this show. He's the guy that knows stuff. Would you have guessed twelve? No, you I was gonna say the weird one. Or so. I was. I didn't <laughs> even know we were talking about numbers. The weird one. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, uh, he was the weird one, right? He was the weird yeah, one. The he weird was there one. for uh, less than two years. R- R- Roast beef sandwich guy, right? Yeah, that, he's right? the same guy. <laughs> Zachary Roast Arby's sandwich guy. Taylor. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Coulter, that was a great intro, and also, uh, you guys can't see this, but Coulter faded down the music with his hand on his MacBook during this intro. It's true. Yeah. That's how we do things around here. It's yeah. very... Uh, it's very analog. I do yeah. a, like a lot of... Uh, a lot of heavy lifting on Coulter's side. Pete, not so much. I want you to pick it up a little bit. I will not. Okay. I will not. <laughs> I would like to let everybody know that two episodes ago, the album artwork for that show I made while we were recording this It's show. true. I watched it. <laughs> Is there In the middle of conversation. Oh, applause yes. button. Yeah. Thank you. It's okay. Yeah. It wasn't that. I mean, like, listen. Uh, we'll, yeah. just, we'll just wait. We well, you know. We're going to let him finish and stuff. But. Yeah, you know, it was it was a pretty big deal. It, it was, was a uh, that was some of my fine. It was the dreams episode. So yeah. like while you were talking about some boring dream you had, yeah. I, I yeah. went ahead and made the album artwork for it because I had to like go to work immediately afterwards. So yeah. was it a wet dream, a night terror dream, or what kind of dream was it? I remember. Well, we talked about multiple different time. types of yeah. dreams. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember which one we were talking about. Well, I mean, it was over the course of probably twenty minutes that he was making this album. Go the you know the yeah. episode artwork. I had a dream last night that I was back in Athens, Georgia, and the Riddler from Batman yes. had uh-huh. brainwashed everyone into being zombies, into thinking sure. I was Batman. In this dream, I also was Batman. Yeah. And my legs didn't work. I tried to fight off these like brainwashed zombies who were trying to kill me. So I hid in a guitar shop run by Eric Andre, which was also a synagogue. And sure. He, All right. I've yeah. been to that guitar shop. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He was a very uh, accommodating host, and he uh, saved me from the brainwashed zombies. 
and kept my alias under wraps. So thank you, Eric Andre. Shout out Eric Andre show yeah. on Adult Swim. Yes. Definitely I'm a big shout out. I'm sure we talked about this on the dream episode, but I had a similar dream only in as much as I was in the Zombocalypse in this factory building and me and Steve Earl were fighting zombies. That was the whole dream. But part of the dream was we had to kill a puppy. And I remember I slammed a puppy's head in a door multiple times in the dream. This is a horrible start to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> really I'm just telling you. Wow. The audience really, really wants god. you to slam puppies' right. heads in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, god. I didn't want to kill Is there a dog sound? You can... Burf, burf. Yeah, there's not. There's just a... Re- there's a real... Hey, do you want to slam Ritter's head into the door? Because you're he's not, not a puppy. To. Yeah, that is true. He's not a puppy. He's four. Also, yeah. for, th- for those of you listening, uh, Ritter is here. We should get him, like, dog headphones so he can, like, listen and he's, chime in. He's licked he, the microphone a few yeah, times. Yeah, he's very regularly makes yeah. appearances uh in tiny boy. noises in the back in Who's fact i've boy? i've had certain people tell me like yeah you know uh, you can just hear ritter the entire time in the background i'll go i know yeah yeah that's part, of, part the, of the it's thing. a feature it's yeah. not a bug it's, it's a feature charming. yeah yeah um, that's that's kind of the idea it's, it, i would say yeah charming kind of kind of gets yeah charming gets at it for sure uh speaking of georgia and speaking of games, I don't even know if we oh, talked about Georgia. games. No, we are now. We're talking about games now. Are we always uh, so boring that we have to go right to games? No, we don't. But this I just is, think it's a good time. Format? Yeah, this is a, this is a new part of the format. This it's is all party. like you're getting. It's you're your getting. Party. Uh, you can cry if you want to. The first dose of the new format, which we want to start doing. You know, throwing some games in there. This game, not, this game better not involve a puppy. <laughs> this what? game doesn't. Well, I'm looking at not you, this one. It's something that was a puppy. Yeah. at one point. Oh, God. It will involve yeah, that. It'll definitely involve that. Yeah. Head start. There might, uh, let's see, it might. I have no idea whether or not it's going to involve a puppy. But, Zach, you are from the state of Georgia. It's is true. That, is that correct? It's true. Okay. Just want to make sure that Born our raised. fact checkers want to make sure Typeless Loose Leaf is doing his real his job. <sighs> yeah. He doesn't, we don't pay him any money, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, yeah, we can't I, would just, I would just like for him to have correct information because I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, true. But, in this game, this new edition of the game, we don't even have music for the game yet. We'll get to that. Or a title. Or a title of brand new. Yeah, but I'm going to list for you five Georgia town names. Okay. One of them is a lie. You tell me which one is the lie. So four truths and a lie. Four truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. Town okay. edition. Do I get to read them or just hear them? You're just going to get to hear them. I'll repeat them. You can read them if you would like. No, you cannot, actually. You uh, cannot you read can't them. read them. We're making these rules up as we you go. I mean, like, we, we can keep the ruse up that you know how to read if you want. That's what I'm saying. You, you were incapable <laughs> yeah. of reading them. Real quick, I was in a band called Ruse in the state of Georgia. Shout out Athens, Georgia. Shout out Ruse. Shout out Ben Mayer, the lead singer. Oh, Ben Mayer. True ben, story. not John. Ben Mayer. Mayer, Ben, not John. The same. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, five Georgia town names. One of them is not real. Gum log. <laughs> Young Harris. Pantstown. <laughs> Faceville. Oh, these are all so good. Balls Ferry. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let me run that down again. Okay, I'm listening. Town one, gum log. Gumlog, Gumlog, yes. Georgia. That sounds that sounds possible. I, I don't know these town names for the record, so I'm going to play with you. Yeah. I was quarterback for Gumlog High School. <laughs> yeah, Pete, yeah, Pete, you were welcome gonna, to I'm play. I'm going to play. I want to play. Town two, Young Harris. Young Harris, 
He's that, that's a real one. That sounds like a not real that one. I know that it's a real one. I just but don't think Coulter made that up. Coulter could have made that up because it sounds more normal than the rest. Go on, Coulter. Faceville. Faceville. That doesn't sound like it would be made up. That sounds too much like a made up, made up name. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so Faceville agree, is real. I agree. Pants Town. I'm liking Pants Town. Pants Town. That's too cheeky, though. It's too cute. I feel like Coulter saw that and was like. I'm going to include this one because... But he's a che- he's he'll- a little cheeky-cheeky. This is my first time playing this game. I don't really know his strategies. <laughs> this is anybody's first time playing this game. <laughs> yeah, this is all new. <laughs> and then Balls Fairy. Balls mm. Fairy. Again, I think that's too... And not like F-E-R-R-Y. Like, okay. All right, yeah. That's good, see, that's good to know. There's Pace's Fairy. There's a lot of fairies in Georgia, so I'm inclined to think that's a real one. I'm trying to read Coulter's face right now to see if I can get any... Nothing, man. Any poker chip. Balls Ferry, Young Harris, Faceville, Pants Town, Gum Log. G-U-M-L-O-G. Gum Log. One word. What are you thinking? I think Pants Town might be made up. I think that's just cute enough for Coulter to be like... That's what I'm saying. I'm going to put Pants... Coulter's a little cheeky cheeky. My my secondary would be... I'm stuck between Gum Log. Although, I think Gum Log is real, and I think Coulter picked it because it's funny. I feel like uh, no. If if anyone has podcasts in Georgia, I think the internet would not exist in all five of these towns. Yes. <laughs> so no, no one's no one's at home being like, "What the hell? You never You're talking about Gumlog on the damn old internet? You? Yeah. Talk about my town like that. Silly the name of Balls Ferry. <laughs> this is where I come from. All right, make your pick your answer. What Pant, do you think? Pants Town. I'm locked in with Pants I'm, Town. I'm with you on that. Locked in with Pants Town. Yeah. You have won the first yes! edition. Yes! First Woo! edition of Guess That Town Name. <laughs> yeah. Man. So the reason why I came up with Pants Town is because I saw Faceville and I was like, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. So Pants Town kind of came yeah. off of that. I, I wanted to go Pantsville because that is a very funny mis- misunderstanding that Marcus had with a girl in college. Uh, previous guest, Marcus Tortorisi, friend of friend of the show he heard someone say hantsville and he thought that she was from pantsville so that sounds so like I went pants town to yeah. compliment face faceville faceville is real gum log is real i don't think uh, there's many towns in georgia i think there's a lot of vills and fairies so. yeah but that's just a place but impress experiment i uh, should have put yeah. experiment, experiment in the good one. Georgia. yeah that's too weird to not be real yep. yeah true social circle so my friend Cameron has a farm. I have videos of me playing with goats in Social Circle, Georgia, on my. I'm farm glad I didn't now. pick that one Make because you would have button. known that. Put a goat button on there. Okay, I don't have that. I don't like goats. I yeah. very, very dislo- much dislike goats. Why they're so? I got sweet. attacked by two of them when I was a child. Tootie Fruity and Nutmeg. That were their names. Tootie Fruity and Nutmeg. Yep. <sighs> Threw me over a fence outside of Seabring, Florida. But, wow. Peter, let me ask you this. Okay. Were you asking for it? Well, I don't think that's an appropriate thing to ask. Were in you goading them? Goading? Oh, I was. I mean, I was playing with them. I was having a good time, and then they decided uh, it was over with for me. I've heard that about Tutti Fruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, Tutti Fruity be, be like that. He can be. Uh, a He'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, it would behoove you to be nice to them. That's their goat pun. Yeah, mm. dude. That uh, I'm gonna let you know the first uh, first ever Firescape quiz. Rousing success. Yeah. Rousing success. True. That's what I would have to say about that. Yeah. So, originally from Georgia. Yes. What what brought you to this uh, this crazy city that we live in today? 
I've always sort of had a thing for New York. Uh, my grandfather was born and raised in New York, and he was a jazz drummer. He used to carry his drums on the subway, and meanwhile, like his buddies would play like the harmonica and the mm-hmm. flute, and his parents were like, "Billy, play the play the piano. There's one there already." And you like to play drums, so he always had some fun stories about seeing Frank Sinatra in like the '40s before he was famous, and um, he was always a charming fellow. And then um, I always sort of. Followed my uh, passion of music, which led me from Atlanta to Athens, great music scene. Led me from Athens to Boston, where I studied music, and then Boston to New York to pursue music professionally. There you go. Uh, Boston to Berkeley, EE. Berkeley, EE. EE. That's right. Yes. Not, not to be confused with the California one. Mm-hmm. They hate that there. Yeah. In, it, wait, which one, which one hates it? Pick Berkeley, one. Berkeley the California one? They, yeah. I don't think either of them like it. Yeah. I feel like the California one would be like super mad because like that's a very nerdy school. Probably so. You know what I mean? It'd be like someone conf- confusing like Northwestern Louisiana like for Northwestern University. They'd just be like, "Oh yeah, I went to Northwestern." Like, no, you did not go to Northwestern. You wish you went to Northwestern. Yeah. You wish you were from Pantsville. You wish you were yeah, a Medill grad. I went to Gumlog State. <laughs> Gumlog I, I Community College. I couldn't get into GMU, so I went to GMS. <laughs> GLS. Dang GLS. it. You see, it's that education I can't even spell. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're putting out at Gumlog High School, though. That's right. GLHS. I was, I was on the debate team at, at, uh, at GLHS. GLHS. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make shirts that say GLHS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the idea there. Okay, so... Berkeley EE. Yes, Berkeley I, I took out a bunch of student loans like an idiot and studied music there. And I'm not bitter about it at all, as yeah. you can tell by the tone of my voice. Uh huh. True. Yeah. And you've paid all those off. I paid off my student oh. loans about six months ago. Oh, yeah. It was a right? good, happy day. Yeah. Hit that button. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I will take a bow. I took. I, some of my friends had to take out loans for like living expenses and uh, I. I worked a few jobs, and uh, my dad helped me out a little bit with rent. But other than that, I had about a third of the way scholarship paid. So I had to take out about twenty-five or thirty grand, which is no small chunk of change, especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to play music for a living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Berkeley does a good job with a lot of things. It's a great networking opportunity, like the main band I play in now, American Authors. I was homies with all of them at Berkeley. I've met some amazing people, some great musicians, some great friends at the school. So the resources and like the network you meet there are invaluable. Yeah. However, all the money you take out for like, you know, like I took like a drum class one semester. I learned how to play like basic drums, which I could have probably learned from my drummer friends in like a day. Looking back, like that class was like nine hundred dollars. Like, mm-hmm. why would I need to spend that much money? Or like music theory or guitar scales. Like, it's good to m- learn from masters and gurus, but you can learn that shit on the internet for free. And mm-hmm. I spent nine hundred dollars per class doing that. And mm-hmm. you know, back when I d- decided to go there when I was twenty-two or so, I was so p- full of piss and vinegar. I wanted to go. I wanted to be the next big guy. I wanted to, you know, like wear a, a crown with a guitar on it. And I guess, like, that was my idea. I had some friends who were going there, and, like, they said good things about it. I didn't really understand, like, the gravity and severity of what life would be like once student loans kicked in. And they don't tell you that part. 
They do not mm-hmm. brief you on like, by the way, when you graduate, you're going to pay between three and $600 a month in student loans while you're living in New York City or Los Angeles paying $1,000 in rent. And taxes will take out 30% of whatever job you have. So good luck. Get out there and go get yeah. them and make sure you practice your Phrygian scales every day because mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah. Again, Did- shout out Berkeley. I'm glad I went. <laughs> I'm glad I went because of I had a great experience. I ran the student newspaper. I got to interview some very cool people. I made some very cool friends. I loved living in Boston. There was um, a young person right now saying, asking me, should I go to Berkeley? I would be very frank with them and and just tell them like this is what you will learn. It's very important to meet people. You are going – your first few years out when you're paying all these student loans, if you take out student loans, it's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be stifling. Whereas you know, if you had a time machine and said like, all right, take out a loan for 30 grand, 30 or 40 grand, however much you're going to spend in three years in Boston, go hire your favorite producer, write this many songs, go, go to your favorite studio, which is easily within that budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just go start doing what you want to do. Start making what you want to make. And maybe that's going to be cooler than what you can do right now with all of your hearts and passion into it without a whole bunch of like heady music trivia stuff that might, that might get in the way. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. well, that was the biggest thing. Our good buddy of ours that we've known since high school is probably one of the more talented musicians, like just raw ability players that I've ever met is a guy named Michael Petito. And extremely talented dude. I remember in school he went to, uh, you know, we went to Alabama with him, and he was in music, you know, getting his degree in whatever jazz drums or jazz studies or something like that. And I remember him sick, sitting there sweating over like transcribing some piece of music, and was just like, "Man, I don't like this. Is making me not want to play music. Like it's just turned into like a math problem." And so much of the fun has been stripped out of this because it's all I can think about when I'm listening to music now. Because my brain is being reprogrammed to do this stuff, uh, like, and that was that was kind of a weird, I don't know, like eye-opening thing to see someone studying music. And he, like, he's an immensely talented dude, and uh, and I think it almost, um, I mean, I, yeah, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but it seemed to me like it almost ruined it for him, almost, mm-hmm. um, to where it just took so much of the, I don't know, like why you want to play music out of the thing. Um, it was weird. It was a weird thing to watch. I think people, different people have different relationships to music. Like yeah. my girlfriend is classically trained. She can sight read Bach. 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 Not to be confused with Bach, but Bach. Yeah. And she can sight read that stuff on piano. Uh, she's a flautist. Mm-hmm. Not a flutist, but a flautist. Sure. Mm-hmm. Same. Me too. And she can sight read stuff and uh, she's got great ears and like if there's an old joke, like how do you make a guitar player shut up? You put music in front of them. <laughs> because typically mm, yeah. guitar players are not great at reading music. And this is the way that, you know. Couldn't um, tell you a dang thing. I'm, I'm no not, idea. You know, I spent all that money to learn how to read music in a way. And I suck at reading music. But that's, I grew up learning by listening to CDs and like learning from friends and like learning some pentatonic scales. And then just like. I just try to play yeah. and like I try to, mm-hmm. you know, develop a feel and a technique and I would play it at blues clubs when I was a teenager. And, you know, you, you watch someone play a lick and you go home and try to learn that lick or like learn from like tab butcher books. I learned like tabs, maybe Leonard Skinner tab books yeah. all day long. Oh, yeah. And Almond Brothers and Jimi Hendrix and Nirvana and the Beatles. And I learned 
because I wanted to, you know, I I loved all these songs. I wanted like I can I can play this Beatles song on guitar now when I was eleven or twelve. But it was just like I was flying through midair. It was <clears throat> yeah. it was amazing, and that was sort of my relationship to music. Whereas if you come up in the jazz world or the classical world or other ways, it's a it's a it's sort of a different path. It's a, yeah. it's like a different sort of formula or culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you go to school to learn how to play music wrong? <laughs> Smile at that. This one is it's, it's, in, it's in D minor. It's the saddest of all keys. <laughs> so did you did you uh, did you want to like when you're thinking about making a career as a musician? Were you a songwriting guy or like guitar hero guy? Like, did you want to be the guitar player in a band, or did you just want to play guitar hero? Yeah. All three excellent <laughs> questions. I suck at Guitar Hero. Shout out Guitar Hero. Yep. Um, I was so playing guitar came very naturally to me. Like yeah. by the time I was twelve or thirteen, I could play most Jimi Hendrix songs, all the Beatles songs, mm-hmm. and that's something that like was a natural inclination for me. Yeah. And um, singing and songwriting were not like yeah. I. I always loved doing both, but I was never very good at either of them. And, you know, songwriting, I think, is like a something you everyone needs to develop. I think there's yeah. very few people that just out of the gate are just crushing it with these wonderful songs. And I've always enjoyed writing. I've always sort of kept a journal or wrote stories since I was very little. So I've always enjoyed writing, but um, kind of like sifting through your brain and trying to tell a lyrical story that you can also sing that also sounds cool with a band. Yeah. You know, I've that I'm still developing. I'm still honing in. Like I I probably have to write 10 songs for one of them to be what I think is good enough to get in the studio and yeah. pay a producer and put out into the world. Yeah. And singing I was I'm I'm a pretty okay singer now. Years ago when I was a guitar player in bands, I feel like you know, in hindsight, they were being very nice <laughs> to let me sing. They're like, all right, well, I guess you can sing this one. Just because they didn't want to tell me to my face how bad I sucked at singing. Shout out every band I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I took some voice lessons. And I think, you know, I, you kind of find your voice. Some people find it when they're 13. Some people, you know, I'm, I'm 34 and a half and I'm still finding mine. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely a better singer now than I was last year. And last year I was a better singer than I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know it's a it's it's a journey, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm starting to get the hang of it. And then, you know, now I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm I sort of have a singing style. I sort of have a songwriting style that complements it, and they both sort of inform the other. And it's it's coming along. Yeah. It's coming along, boys. It's coming along. That's the weird thing I've noticed about singing is like I think feel like there's an idea of like. It obviously is easier. Well, I actually don't know if that's true. People, the the like perception is it's easier to learn how to play guitar, play your instrument well, but you can either sing or you can't sing. And I do think that you need like a little bit of like being able to pick out the note, like being able to not be tone deaf or like whatever mm-hmm. yeah. helps. But there's, you know, you think like, oh yeah, once your voice changes and stuff like that, like by the time you're in college or something, that's just the voice you have. I can sing way better now. Like yeah. I can sing songs now that I couldn't have dreamed of attempted singing like six years ago. Like, which is weird. Like the more you do it, uh, 
it's the better you get at it. But it's like that that shouldn't you feel like for singing or for like something that's in your body, you're like, yeah. well, that can't be right because that's just the way my voice sounds. Yeah. But it does. It works that way. So if you suck at singing, keep trying, guys. That's what I want to what I'm gonna say. That's the thing. Exactly. It's like some people are naturally gifted with a beautiful voice and that gives them a leg up and mm-hmm. they can kind of and then and that's attractive to people that want to sign you to a record deal the same way that yeah. some people are born with a, fetal, a beautiful face like Pete over here mm-hmm. you know he can go and be yeah. a leading man in Hollywood that gives him a, a head start but you know you have the Paul Giamatti's of the world who's mm-hmm. a wonderful actor but you yeah. take one look at him you're like you would not think he was an actor if he wasn't mm-hmm. the same thing you listen to uh, you know, of course. Way to go! We're uh, never going to get Paul Giamatti on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening. It's okay. He films billions in New York, so maybe you can catch him between yeah. takes. <laughs> I do love that show. Uh, you know, the classic example was Bob Dylan. Not a strong singer, but you don't say. I, I know this is this is groundbreaking territory that Bob Dylan's songs made him <laughs> yeah. who he is. I know. I'm, I've just blown everyone's mind right now. Ritter was like, you know what he. Hmm, I think you've got yeah. something there. It gives you a head start to be beautiful. Uh, there's a great David Byrne quote when he interviews himself at the end of Stop Making Sense, where he asks himself, I don't think you're a very good singer. I don't think you have a very good voice. How have you managed to have a career? And David Byrne said back to himself, um, the prettier someone's voice is, the harder time I have believing what they're saying. So I use my weakness to my advantage. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things that I've always been. I think it's because I don't think I have a. I don't like my singing voice very much, so I think I'm drawn to. And I've always been like a songwriter guy. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I didn't really grow up. Uh, you know, I, I grew up like my heroes were James Taylor mm-hmm. and Dylan and Paul my, Simon. My uncle, and, all three, yeah. my uncles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, and so like I, I was never big guitar hero guy. Like I didn't really like. They didn't look up to Clapton or Hendrix or any of those people. Not because I didn't think they were cool. Just I would love songwriters. Um, and it's a weird thing. Like all of, well, not all of my favorites, but most of my favorites are going to lean towards more of the people that just don't have the better voices. Like the Tom Waits and the Dylans. Oh, and minus the, James Taylor. And, well, yeah. yeah what well, I mean, even still though, I mean, he's got, if you were to ask, I mean, I've heard him many times being like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. There are great singers in the world, and I'm just not one of them. Uh, he just always hits the correct note, unlike the rest well, of no, everybody sure. else. <laughs> but like his his voice isn't like no one's like, yeah, oh, it's not gosh, like crazy. James, your voice is just so beautiful. It's just it's a it's a weirder ish voice. You know, Tom Waits or um, I don't know, like Towns Van Zant or mm-hmm. Guy Clark or all of these people that are like my my big musical heroes tend to have weirder voices and i never like i haven't i didn't really spend much time thinking about it because i think their songs are just so good that you don't really have to do much thinking about it um but i i do there's i mean there's definitely people like i don't know stevie wonder wrote incredible songs and has one of the greatest voices of all time mm-hmm. he's so a unicorn certainly, though he's yeah, like a there, there's certainly yeah. people who can do both paul simon paul simon yeah, yeah. great singing voice But initially he had garfunkel there because garfunkel had the prettier voice yeah true so he learned how to sing by being a good accompanist yeah to the pretty voice guy, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Artie Garfunkel. Yeah. So that's kind of how, when you listen to him sing, you, you hear that. You're like, oh, he's got that such such a smooth, mm-hmm. kind of lower, darker tone voice. And that's how he sort of developed his voice. And that's why, and that sort of made him the singer he is. I saw his final farewell show 
in Corona, in Queens, as in Queen of Corona. Queen the same. And was oh, it was such did, a wonderful you show. And Julio? Me and Julio down by the schoolyard Watch saw that show it. together, nice. holding hands. Mama Pajama was also there. Oh, wow. Did she rolled out of bed? Yeah. She rolled out of the bed. And she had just come back from the police station she had yeah, ran yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. The papa found out. He began to shout, and that's when the whole investigation yeah. started. Yeah. 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 The Mueller investigation yeah. <laughs> started here in, in Queens. Such and a for wonderful the rest of the show. show we're going to read the 400 page uh, Mueller report. Yeah. So strap yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm on my way. Yeah. It's going to be. It's, it, we all know you've probably all read it by now because, you know, it's been out for a while, but we're recording this on the day after it dropped, so we're just going to read it starting now. Yeah. So, I wish I wish you had the balls to do that, just to start reading the Mueller report. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. Not even, not even close. I doubt I can read half of the words in that, anyways. You know, so I gotta, I gotta keep my reading real simple on the show. Yeah, I, good I'm night, gonna, moon. Yeah, mm. hungry caterpillar. You know that mm. sort of stuff. Oh, the places you'll go. Yeah, or is that Charlotte's little... collusion? Yeah. I mean, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte, yeah. No Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's no collusion. More like it. No yeah, collusion. I do wonder about that stuff. I mean, again, I don't know that there's any like big rule at play for why people who have weirder singing voices write some of like you know the world's best songs or whatever. But there is a theme, like there is like a definitely a pattern there. Um, I mean, like Jeff Tweedy, right? I mean, I think he's like another great example of somebody mm-hmm. who, and like, there's a weird thing with where like, I think you, you talk to a lot of people. Jim James, I think, is another one. Or like of like the more modern side of things, where people, if you ask fans, about like, oh man, I, they have great voices. But if you listen to them stacked up just as an instrument, it's like, well, you're just it's it's like the Keith Richards thing. It's oh, like yeah. you, you know, so many people are like, oh Keith Richards, one of my favorite guitar players, and you just listen to the parts that he's playing, and you're like, yeah, they're they're great parts, but they're not. They're, yeah, there's they're, nothing that anyone that hasn't played guitar for two or three years couldn't work out it's i guess it's about like the story like what story do you mm-hmm. want to tell and can you yeah. be the best storyteller when it yeah. comes to singing or guitar playing or songwriting and i think the ones who don't have the pretty mm-hmm. you know voices or faces or what have you they've got to work for it yeah. and i think in that work comes the value yeah and the uniqueness and whatever that special thing is and the story that keith richards guitar licks tell is do you like cocaine? I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. yeah. The open yeah. tuning ones are the, those are the mm-hmm. cocaine ones. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that brought up so that was a I, I had a thought going off of that that is going to come to me at some point in time. I don't know why it just disappeared from my oh, brain horrible just, just, we had such a good gone. role there and we had a really good role like, and then i just hey guys. <laughs> um so but you were you were talking about like advice that you would give to a you know perspective uh perspective like student to berkeley or something like that as you know do you think that like i guess i guess that's the like so so much of the business is networking and stuff like that like you can make a good record and then no one will hear it because like there's a million good records out there that you know from people who if they knew like specific people maybe it would be a different story like what do you think you know do you think there's value in do you think you've you gleaned more value out of that versus just making spending 30 grand on making a record and maybe not having the connections to do anything with it you know what i mean it's different every year. Yeah. 
you know, 10 years ago would be one answer. Today would be another answer. 20 years ago would be a different answer. I think you just need to be adaptable. What about 10 years from now? 10 years from now? Oh, man, I wish I knew. <laughs> I think just um, 10 years from now, I wonder what music will be like. Music, the songs will be 90 seconds long. Mm-hmm. It'll just be computer noises and people screaming. <laughs> It, and like I bet like the, the, the best genre in the world drugs, will be like drugs, torture drugs. porn soundtracks. That's what's going to be 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. We might as well start making it now so we can be ahead of the game. All right. Let's do it. And like 10 years from now, it will be like Skrillex unplugged. <laughs> it be him going like on a keyboard and be like, oh, God, he's a genius. Yeah, just hearing uh, the sound of keys move. He's wonderful. But, you know, there's all these – every – you know, in the 70s, Jefferson Starship was like a crazy modern sound. And then mm-hmm. like in the 80s, you've got Devo and like it's this crazy modern sound. And in the 90s, you know, a Savage Garden was like using computers and it's this crazy modern sound. And But like then again, like... Like he went Savage Garden instead of Radiohead. <laughs> well, Radiohead's still doing like... I'm thinking of like pop things that happen. Yes. Welcome back, yeah, Pete. yeah. Hey. Pete, just did you just go pee pee just now? I did go pee. Welcome back. Yeah, I usually do that. Yeah, Pete does usually. <laughs> I have a lot go of pee. Coffee. coffee. I've had a lot of a water and coffee bladder. today. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go. Is it cool? This couch looks old. Well, let's just pause it and then. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm oh, okay. Good. No, no just go right yeah. here. I'm just yeah. teasing about going oh. up to the bathroom, but I'm not teasing about having peeing my pants just now. Anyhow, back to your serious question. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, people will always want good songs and good storytellers and good stories regardless of what the genre is. And I think people will always want, like, people will always resonate with someone like Adele. You know, there's always that generation that someone comes out with a wonderful voice, with wonderful sure, yeah. songs. And then, the, you know, right now you've got uh, more, you know, futuristic sounds happening. You've got mm-hmm. whatever, like, Anderson Pox doing cool stuff. Kanye's doing some whatever he's doing. You love him or hate him. And there's always crazy, you know, modern stuff. And uh, I like some of it. I don't like a lot of it. I try not to be the dinosaur in the room being like, ugh, listen to what these kids these days. Kids these days are listening to. Because when the Beatles came out, that's what people who were in their 40s who had teenage 100%. children were like, what's this horrible music? This yeah. is the. This, is this the, doesn't mean anything. This is the it's end, stupid. Gene the end Autry of the was world. good, okay? Yeah. These this Beatles, the, yeah. Every generation is like, this is the end of the world. Yeah. And again, I want to hold your hand is a little different than the lyrics kids are listening to today. Uh, my my neck, my back, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though that song's like 15 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first example that came to mind of like, this, you know. They had some, Hard Day's they Night. They did have some wild lyrics, though. Hard they Day's did. Night's pretty sexual. They had, they had some, I mean, dude, uh, uh, you better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide oh, your head yeah. in the sand, little girl. Uh, catch you with another man, that's the end. Little, little girl, girl. Yeah. you know, like that's pretty. That's pretty wild. Yeah, pretty wild could, lyric. You could not do that today. That's no, definitely yeah. a wilder one for little. like you know one that would that would be like, uh, what are you gonna yeah. kill your girlfriend? Yes, is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. is that, or your ex girlfriend, or and just how, some girl you're little, obsessed with? Yeah. How little is this girl? Yeah. Oh, the, the girls were all little in Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's a fact. Uh, they were like also like eighteen or nineteen when you wrote that song. Sure, or twenty. Yeah, you know. Coulter, uh, I know we're, now we're off on a tangent about murdering uh, female children. What was your initial question again about advice? Oh, it was just whether or not whether or not <laughs> we're, the, we're way uh, off. Whether or not like the networking is like 
how much networking that still plays into today's it's everything it's not you know you've heard the the old adage it's not what what you know it's who you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. again i think that it it gives you a head start it will not it guarantees you nothing Mm -hmm. but if you know the promoter at mercury lounge or if you know the head of a and r at island records that gives you a better shot at playing there or um getting signed to island records then if you yeah. don't know them well yeah well, I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. historical you know like people in the pantheon of songwriters or guitar players or whoever um who i mean towns van zandt you know it's the same dude who refused to play the game and died in a trailer in mississippi like with no mm-hmm. body and no peace you know what i mean like he, he refused to play the game he's one of the greatest songwriters that's ever lived and pretty decent guitar player as well and the you know everyone and now everyone knows like oh yeah he's the best all of his friends were super famous you know he's friends with willie and waylon and merle and all those dudes and just like refused to play the game and didn't do i mean yeah you know like like, it's 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 the truest thing in the world you gotta kind of play the game a little bit yeah when you gotta know the people and say and be willing to say hey promoter at mercury lounge or whatever like put me on yeah, and the thing is, like... Sometimes people ask you five different town names, and one of them's fake, and you gotta play that game. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Shout out Gumlog, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. We should do a live broadcast from Gumlog, Georgia for, yep. for part two of listen, this dude, if anyone series. Listen, I thought you said Gumlord, and I was like, dude, <laughs> Gumlord is... <laughs> listen, I want to make, make an announcement before we move on. If anyone in Georgia, period, yeah. wants to bankroll the fire escape coming to Georgia. We will go to Gumlog and and do an episode live there. This is a promise. Yeah, you just gotta is, get us you just gotta get us. This there. is called playing the game. Yeah. This is playing the game. Yeah, chew on that idea, Gumlog. Yeah. Hey. Ooh, hey. Hold on, say that again. Chew on that, Gumlog. Dude, we are utilizing the soundboard more than ever. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited about it. There's Same. a few buttons on there that you I th- I feel like you're waiting for the exact moment. Yeah, there's a few of them. To drop. Yeah. There's still some we've never used, i got to say. Uh, no, I think we've used almost all of them now. Lightning? The scary guy? Sound? Yeah, we used that during the uh, oh, during this, Halloween. the Halloween episode. Yeah, you're right about yeah. that. Anyways. Good to be <laughs> Just saying. So we all had to pee real quick and uh, took a little break. Yeah. Excellent segue, guys. I feel, I feel better now. I feel yeah, way better. Much better. I had to like sit on the floor a little bit, stretched out there for a little while. Is that what that was about? Yeah. Oh, cool. I thought you. Oh, were I just, think I'd remembered what I was going to say earlier. I had, I had you no had to idea pee. why. Yeah, yeah I had to pee. The was made, yeah, the the pee, pee was clogging up the memory, and it's really a terrible. All it is is just an anecdote. It wasn't even a question. It Dude. was. It had nothing to do with you. You just said Jim James, and I want, and I forgot to say. Oh yeah, I saw Jim James in a restaurant a few days ago. Boom. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts? So was it in the morning, and what kind of jacket was he qu- wearing? I have a question. What do you think about that? Yeah. I am enthralled. This is amazing podcastery right now. Yeah. yeah Holy shit. You should put this in the beginning so everyone's like, oh my God, they're talking about Jim James. Yeah. Yeah. So at a restaurant. Yeah. What well, happened? Well, well, wait. Yeah, this will be the. Jim James yeah. has. Jim James eats. I did not oh, get to dude. see what he ate. I oh. had a mushroom gnocchi. It was really good. Oh, mushrooms are gross. So no, it was great, man. <laughs> it was wild mushrooms too. Ooh. Uh, so wow. were they like we, popping their nips out and stuff? Oh, this is a wild yeah. mushroom. <laughs> yeah, it was. It Ooh, was. Ooh, Jim James is here. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. It was these. exactly like that. Ooh. It was. Ex- <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like my wife lost her mind. She was like very, very flustered by. by is she a big encounter. fan? She's a big fan. Yeah. She's a massive. Is that fan. is is he on her list? Yes. And by list, I mean like the top five celebrities that she can sleep with. 
Yeah. That's the we're, we're, that's the list. we're clear that's the list. That's okay, the list. not that's just like clear list. not like favorite singers no, 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 list like because Hall we're pass. Hall pass yeah. kind of list. Yeah. Who else is on her list? Cuz we she's upstairs right now. We can probably ask It's really her. just like him and Jeff Tweedy. Yep. Tweedy? The two oh. people that I mentioned earlier. I love, perfect example. Yeah, perfect example. I love example. Tweedy, but have you seen him lately? Have yeah, you seen looking, Jim James? Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> yeah. this is insulting. I just saw him the other day. I didn't talk to him though. He's not on my list. Have you? Uh, well, I saw Jim James lately. We had brunch together. <laughs> mushrooms. We ate mushrooms together. <laughs> first of all, it was dinner. Oh, mm. yeah. First of all, it was dinner. He probably had truffles because he's a because he's a better person than you are. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that probably happened. We were at a place called Ostrich Farm on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, quick note: It is not an ostrich farm. Oh, I was very disappointed. You're in Los Angeles. Los, That's right. Los, Los, Shout out L.A. Los City of Angels. Angeles. Lonely as I am, Jim James and my wife are gonna have intercourse. Yes, that's Dude, the, that's sorry, the Rebecca, if you hear this, I think yeah. this is one of the wilder <laughs> episodes we've done. It's definitely one of the wilder episodes we've done. I'm enjoying it's it. It's also the most uh, most usage we've used our sound effects for. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So I was at this place called the Ostrich Farm. Hey, uh, maybe we'll just keep this part off the record. Farm. Huh? That's a My Morning Jacket reference. Off the oh. record. Oh. Off the record. Off the record. We sing a lot of songs today, too. Yeah, we have. You got it, Rebecca. You're welcome. Yes, I can dude. hear my wife from the top. Uh, she's she's super pumped. I already know. <laughs> Rebecca and Jim James sitting in a tree. <laughs> I We frequently, anytime I'm uh, you know doing any type of podcast type nonsense, I feel like there is just a, or maybe just the podcast nonsense people uh just really their wives have to be very patient i was hanging oh yeah with a fellow podcaster out in la and his pregnant wife came in and i think could just definitely tell by the look on her face she was just like why is this man in my house right now and why are they playing guitar so loudly mm, yeah. i'm gonna have a baby in like a mm. week and i'm just like yeah sorry yeah <laughs> hope everything was okay Anyways, what if it had induced the pregnancy? Yeah, could right then and there, yeah, and you just awesome. kept rolling. Yeah, we it would have, have been the first live birth on a podcast. Maybe could have been. We weren't podcasting; we were just playing guitars. I see. Well, he was playing guitars. They were all left-handed guitars. Yeah. I cannot play a left-handed guitar because I'm because you don't believe in yourself. A regular man. <laughs> Because yes, I don't yeah. believe in myself. It's just about mental fortitude. Something to think about. Uh, we were talking about earlier was. Networking. Networking. And, and Networking. how that makes things easier. The best thing to do is try to find Jim James at a restaurant and give him your demo. Yeah, that is what you should Definitely. do. It's official Firescape advice. I used to autograph copies of our CD when I, went to, when I went to shows and I would give them like to people who like, the meant a lot to us. I, and I'd be like, I, did the same I thought thing. you might want to have this. Can I, can I tell a good story about that? Please. I'm dying. So you guys were in a band. Did Give me a little context. You guys were in a band. Yeah, called Moody's Goose. Moody's. 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 M o d y apostrophe a- 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 s. Moody's space goose. Goose. Yeah. goose. So the goose belongs to this guy named Moody. It was yep. Moody's Spotify. Goose. Spotify yes. and Apple Music. Check it out. True. It's not. Like, it's not a Moody Blues like parody band. No, it's it, not. W- it, Easily Nights could have at been. The yeah. Barnyard. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's basically a Many weird owl situation. That's it. Go on with exactly. your band. So, uh, back in back in the days in, in Birmingham, I was in our church band to play drums, and there was this uh, this fellow who was a dentist and also a bass player, a guy named Richard. Great bass player, really weird dude. And uh, as bass players are wont to be, yes, yes. And, Shout out uh, every bass player. I once heard a story about 
he was in he was in like a you know like a dad dentist band you know they like just you know did did fun stuff and and they played you know, bars and stuff around town and um dr thomas and the teeth or something yeah like that. yeah exactly wow. and uh <laughs> and so his daughter richard's daughter was in cirque du soleil oh wow when they did the love thing right with the, the beatles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that whole thing uh they were doing it opening night in las vegas and richard being the strange guy that he is got uh, you know, like headshot, you know, like their, their band photo of all the dad dentists and they all autographed it. And she was like, and he gave it to his daughter and he said, Hey, look, you know, if you meet Paul, I want you to give this to him. Paul of Beatles fame, you know? Um, and, uh, she was like, I'm not going to meet Paul McCartney and I don't want to give him this. And she was like, I just, if you do, I want you to have it. And it's his band. It's Richard's band. The yes. Teeth. Yeah, the, whatever the dentist dad made, rock band. Yeah, what, what, yeah the dentist sure. dad rock we'll band. Go with Dr. Thomas and the Teeth. And uh, I wonder if you use like drill sounds, like as like samples, <laughs> like <laughs> like Halen. Halen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so <laughs> this next one's called the waiting room. He goes. He goes. She. He gives her the the frame. It's framed like a nice black and white photo frame and uh, autograph man. And so she's backstage. And a bunch of people are making big commotion. She doesn't even hardly know. She, she has no frame of reference for the Beatles, really. She's uh-huh. not into it. And uh, and there's a bunch of people like crowding around this guy. And so she's like, that must be one of them. And so she goes over to him. And she says, hey, are you Paul? And he's like, <laughs> he says, yeah. And uh, she goes, hey, I don't know why, but my dad wanted you to have this. Mm-hmm. Hands Paul McCartney, the signed framed photo of Richard's band. And, it's not uh, even a CD. It's a framed photo. It's a framed photo. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a fo- oh, it's just a photo. <laughs> it's just a photograph. It's just a photo. And, oh, uh, God. And Which so makes it better. Apparently, he takes the photo and he says, I, in all of my years of doing this, no one has ever offered me a photo of themselves. I he, goes, he goes, I give you my word, this will go on my mantle at my house. He's I... like, this I will Love keep that. this, and it will be on my mantle. I give you my word to be on my mantle. Yeah, and apparently he was just deeply touched by it. And she was, he was like, "Do you want an autograph?" And she was like, "No, I just my dad wanted me to give you this. That's pretty I incredible." And he was like, "He didn't story. ask for any." She says, "No, he just wanted you to have this, and that was it." <laughs> and now that photo is on Paul McCartney's mantle, and I, I believe it. That is, I went to go see Joe Pug at Bottle Tree. Yeah, previous guest on this show, Joe Pug. True. Shout out uh, Joe Pug. Shout out Joe Pug. And I gave him an autographed copy of our of our album yep. because I said, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, your music means a lot to us, and I just thought you might want to have this, you know. I thought like, you would want to like have it, kind of like as a joke, you know, very tongue in cheek. And he was like, "Well, our van doesn't have a CD player in it, uh, but I'll listen to it when I get home." And then I asked him about it on the podcast, and he did not remember. So, mm-hmm. thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you could like. So here we we've got. Uh, Joe Dachshund on the show today, and just do, yeah. this is uh, this is Joey uh, Golden Retriever. Yep. Welcome, Joey. And he just did. each time to see if we, to see if it would rattle him. John French Bulldog. <laughs> what uh, what do you have a like? What was your boldest networking uh, shot? Johan Siberian Husky. Sorry, I had to get that last. <laughs> Got to get that one in. <laughs> that last one. Out. That was really worth it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like boldest networking attempt, you know, to to mm-hmm. connect with somebody, you know, punching above your weight, trying to trying to hand Paul McCartney a signed photo. You know, like what was? Do you have one that was like? I actually wrote an email last night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very recent, within the past twenty four hours. Yes. Yeah. 
so let's let's pretend part of the question was within the past 24 hours. Yeah. I'm like, well, Pete, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I subscribe to the Bob Left Sets newsletter. Uh-huh. Shout out Left Sets. He has a podcast now. He does. Yeah. And a recent guest was one Jeff Garland. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, at University of Georgia, I took a, a sitcom writing class. I was a TV production major. And I wrote a Curb Your Enthusiasm script. Oh. And uh, that was my, my whole sort of like semester-long project was writing this script. And you would bring out scenes in the class and uh, people would kind of read through them. And someone else was doing like Desperate Housewives. Someone else did like How I Met Your Mother. It was a fun, uh, really fun class. So I wrote a Curb script. And um, as you may or may not know, most of that show is improvised. So they don't even have scripts. They have like a three-page thing of what happens, and they, they just that. go and wing it. So if you watch the show, they're just they're just messing around, and like they have certain things you have to say, like all like, the, all, all, like the key the phrases. Yeah. Other than that, they're just like they're just there uh, having a good time. That's why that's why the show is so charming. Yeah. So Jeff Jeff Garland's coming to the George Theater to do comedy that same semester, and I was like, this is a golden moment for me to give him my script. So he came like a month before the script was due. So I definitely, you know, hurried and spent hours and hours and hours and tried to finish the script. And the gist of it, it was called The Mulligan. So uh, the the main part happens when um, Larry is having some gastrointestinal troubles because Dr. Funkhauser has him eating too much fiber. And... Um, they're on a par three at the golf course, and Larry breaks wind on Jeff's backswing, and he plunks the ball into the pond. Mm-hmm. Jeff goes, I get a mulligan. Larry's like, fine, you know, it's my fault. I uh, passed gas, and that was distracting. So uh, the next shot Jeff hits is an ace. It's a hole-in-one. And he throws the club up. Hole-in-one! I got it! Oh, my God! Hole-in-one! And Larry's like, it was a good shot! Shot was good, but technically it was a three. It's a par because it was a mulligan. Like, no way. You farted. That's why I had to do it. And that's the, I feel like that could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's. that's that, sounds of, like a, that sounds like a that plot That sounds of an like a thing. And yeah. All sort of wacky stuff happened. But that was the, the impetus of the episode. And I worked really hard on it. And um, my professor had been a professional script TV movie guy. And he gave yeah. me some uh, really good advice. And he knew I was going to give this to Jeff Garland. At least I was going to try. So I get to the Georgia Theater, mm-hmm. and the opening act is also his manager. Somehow I knew that information. And I was in the second show. There was there was two shows because comedians also often do a doubleheader mm-hmm. in certain venues. And the word on the street was Jeff was not happy <laughs> with the crowd. He was kind of pissed. College kids, rowdy, drunk, shouting things out. And he was probably not used he's probably used to like a quiet theater to do his yeah. comedy so he's already peeved at the whole night and i told his manager before jeff went on for the second performance of the night like hey look i'm a huge fan of curb enthusiasm i love jeff i wrote this script i have it with me could i maybe meet him could i tell him about it could i pitch him my idea and the guy was he was really nice he's like he probably, I could ask him, he'll probably say no, but I'll see what I can do. No promises. I was like, I appreciate whatever. Yeah. So uh, I get there, I'm there, there kind of early. I get a good seat up front. And he comes out, he's yelling at the crowd. And it's funny. Like, you can tell he's pissed off, but he's making it funny. Yeah. He's yelling at everybody. You're all a bunch of assholes. 
I'm not going to read that stupid script that one of you dickheads brought. And I, I've got it like in my hand, and like I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm like 15 oh, feet wow. away from him, and like he sees me, and he goes, "It was you. You brought the script." And I said, "Yes, I brought the script." And like there, he's I'm, on stage. He's on stage, and like it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm like, I brought the script. He's like, "Well, look, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I don't know if he said that, but yeah, he should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate your gusto." for my tv show but if i use your idea you sue me bad things happen so i legally cannot read it and i said will you at least sign it for me he said sure bring it up here so i walk up to the stage and hand him my script and he writes dear zach go fuck yourself jeff garland wow Wow. that's awesome so i emailed that cute little story to bob left sets hoping it would be in his little he often uh the left sets letter the left sets the the news bag or whatever he calls it yeah so hopefully uh that i I started that whole story off with one time jeff garland told me to fuck myself so i hope that's enough of enough of a a hook for left sets to read my whole little story so that was one instance that you know. I love it. I don't not want to be in TV and movies, but uh, I'm trying to think of music wise. I I did get to interview John Mayer when I was a student newspaper editor at Berkeley, there and he had gone to Berkeley ten years yeah. before that. And this was 2008 or so, so he was like at the height. Like Continuum had just come out. He was like one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, and he still kind of is. But this is back when this is like yeah. back primo. This is. 2004 Tiger Woods sort of yeah. territory for John Mayer. Kids, kids <laughs> or are still current Tiger Woods territory. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. arguable. So I kind of, you know, he he uh, played at Eddie's Attic in Atlanta, and all of my friends in high school and early college saw him play for a dozen people. Yeah. And then he took off and got super famous. And I always sort of resented him because I didn't like his early stuff. I thought it was I know, just like Dave Matthews, and I was never big of a Dave Matthews fan. And, you know, being the cocky shithead I was and am, I'm like, I can fucking play guitar like John Mayer. I will, I will slay him one of these days on stage, yeah. which may or may not happen. You know, time will tell. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had this uh, sort of chip on my shoulder when I was going to talk to him. He was there out of his own goodwill to write some songs and produce some music for Berkeley students. Didn't want any press. Didn't want any spotlight on him. He just wanted to come and give back to his alma mater, yeah. which is very generous. So I was the student newspaper guy. I went to the studio where he was producing stuff, and I talked to his handlers. I talked to his. I talked to our um, songwriting professor, and they're all like, "Yeah, he's probably not going to give you an interview. You can ask, but he's, he's more than likely going to say no." And I was like, "Just let me ask." So I got to meet him during a break, and I said, "Hey, John, I'm from Atlanta. Um, I run the Berkeley Groove. I know you wrote for the Berkeley Groove when you were a student here. Do you mind if I do an interview for the Berkeley Groove, the student newspaper? Yeah. He was like, sure. Give me a second. And I was like, cool. So that second ended up being 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. So I was there for a little while longer. He's like, all right, let's do it. So I talked to him for probably 10 minutes. I think it's on YouTube still. It's just a. I had this guy take a picture of us. I had like my dad's like 2.0 megapixel shoebox size camera mm-hmm. and oh, it was yeah. me and john t- i just opened up my laptop and pressed record on GarageBand, and that was how i recorded the interview yeah and you know i wanted him to be like a douchebag or a, or a jerk or like to be to condescend he was so cool and so nice yeah. and so smart and so good i'm like god damn you mayor 
But I asked them some great. I've asked them the same kind of questions you're asking me. Like, what should Berkeley students do? Like, what is the game plan now? Should we try to do what you did when you got out of Berkeley? He said, like, who whoever is listening to this by the time anyone listens to this, the game will be different, yeah. and it's about being adaptable. Yeah. And that boy good. Mm-hmm. That boy right. Yeah. And he was super cool and super nice. And at the end, he gave a shout out to my mom. I said. Give, will you give a, say something to my mom? Her name's Dale. And he just goes, hi, Dale. It's, it's John. Listen, I, I want to see us carry on. Just call me and I miss you. And he has this really wow. kind of sultry, smoky message for mom at the end. Yeah. And uh, that is on YouTube. And, it uh, you know, all of my like live shows. Way to sh- go, Zach's mom. Oh, way to go, Zach's mom. <laughs> Shout out, mom. Yeah. I love you, mom. So all of my like my little acoustic videos from way back when have like, I don't know, a hundred views on YouTube, and the one thing, like the the John Mayer interview, I have, is, I have is it's like hundreds of thousands of views. Easily, yeah. my most famous thing <laughs> on YouTube is me chatting with Johnny Boy. Um, so th- I guess that kind of that kind of counts. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I think at the end, I maybe gave him my business card. I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do with that. <laughs> Dude, sometimes you just got to give your business card. You never know. I, w- I, I should have given him a signed copy of myself. I just handed it to tons of people <laughs> in Los Angeles because I was like, I don't know. You know. See, like, I gave I, it to my Uber driver. I, I like, used I don't to. Know. Whatever, man. Like, just take this. I used you to. You can have it. I think, like, I, you know, I, I grew like I grew up listening to, basically, like, I was raised on really old music, and then the only modern type of music I listened to as a kid was punk and, like, ska. Mm-hmm. That was it. It was the only like current thing, you know. And that whole scene is all about like you know, don't sell out, don't be commercial, don't do all this things. So like, I, I definitely had that early thing of like, oh, dude, like trying to network and like it's lame and like selling out's lame and like you can't do that. You gotta like, who cares what who you know kind of thing. And all those guys are bitter old assholes now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, I've, I've learned that like. I love it. I, it's like one of my absolute favorite things in the world. Networking? It, yeah. Yes. I love meeting people and figuring out what they do, who they are. And like we talked about with uh, with Jimmy Carbonetti on our last episode, like scheming and trying to figure out ways to connect with people that you really don't have any business connecting with, like punching up kind of thing, is one of the more exciting things in the world. Well, also there's a way to do it where you like, you know, you engage people, you get to know them and you become friends or yeah. at least friendly yeah, yeah. versus yeah. like walking into a situation and be like, uh, how can I use you to my yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. People can sniff it's, that out immediately, especially in New York City. Oh yeah, dude. No, it's, it's so there's the, a way to do it. It's that, the that's, thing of like, how can I connect with this person that on paper we have no reason to connect. They're just people. How can I do that? And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And you start to learn that. You, I, I, I enjoy it immensely. Uh, even if you know more times than not. I feel like that's when we host the podcast. Yeah. I just like talking to people. Yeah, I mean, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, any connection, and I'm air quoting there that I've ever made with anyone who I, you know, who I think is more successful than me or famous or whatever the thing is. It turns into nothing. They, there is no yield from it whatsoever. But like just the... Uh, but you never know. It's, it's just the... Well, and, and I only say that to say it's it's not... Not like a monetary yield or like a yeah, yeah. value well, that's, add or whatever. That's what like, I mean. It's not, not like connecting with someone like to get a thing out of friend, it. You know, just but like just, meeting new people. Yeah, going to meet people stuff. and then just having the... Just, to me, it's the satisfaction of getting to connect with someone um, that... I don't know. It's a, it's almost like a puzzle. You're like, how can I how can I connect with this person like on a human level, 
and be friendly with someone who is probably has so many shields up because so many people are trying to profit off of them in you know however many different kind of ways. Like how can we? How can I connect with this person and get past those shields? One way, one way to do that is just to go kiss them right on the lips. That's yeah. a fact. And then and then they're yours. Yeah, if it's you true. <laughs> if you true. if you mean it. Yeah, yeah. Then they're yours. They have to. Feel or if you're a star, passion. exactly. If you're a right. star, they let you do it. They just let yeah. you do it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. I love networking. It is it is an absolute thrill. And like punk ska kid Pete would roll over in his grave <laughs> to hear People such change, a thing. Man, you know, or they ought. They ought, they ought change. change. Did you used to spell your last name with a K? K-O backwards R-N, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better believe it. Uh. Mm. <laughs> you, need that, you need that sound effect button. <laughs> <laughs> I have that onomatopoeia tattooed on my back. Yeah. Whole thing. That's amazing. Yeah. We really should. How do you that. spell ooh, ah, 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 ah? <laughs> How do you think? Hey, Siri. <laughs> Google, Google search lyrics for ooh, ah, ah, ah. What's the name of that corn song? No idea. No clue. Some, some fans you are <laughs> couldn't tell yeah. you no no clue yeah not not true corn fans Mm-mm. whenever uh i meet a celebrity or someone famous or you know i i've i've played with some bands of some pretty high esteem and i've uh had some run-ins with people that are pretty high up on the on the in the music biz yeah and the policy i try to people adhere who to left sets would write about exactly right the the policy uh that i try to adhere to is get in be fabulous. Get out. Hell yeah. Like, if you're a famous dude, I'm like, hey, Pete, uh, my name is Zach Taylor. I'm a guitar player. I know so-and-so. I love that jacket. How how boring was Coulter's monologue, assuming you're like, we just, mm-hmm. saw, we just saw the Coulter uh, yeah. speech about whatever you're talking about. And uh, some, Something boring, probably. Yeah. <laughs> love that jacket. How boring was Coulter? Um, man, this, I can't believe they gave us Prosecco instead of champagne. You laugh. Great to meet you. See you around. Peace. A 60-second interaction. A cute little joke. Cute little jab. Oh, yeah. Coulter's a boring asshole. Love that jacket. Smell you later. That's yeah. pres- that's a prescriptive thing. You can always say to any famous person. <laughs> Dude, Coulter's monologue. Or non-famous. Just anybody. If you just want to say, I'm a boring asshole, that's usually a good That's a good inroad to Dude, anybody. It's, it's actually written on Ritter's collar. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's name is Coulter Longshore. He's, He's a, boring a boring asshole. asshole. <laughs> Return me to him or don't if yeah. I'm found with no human next to me. Yeah. Preferably not. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we are going to end this episode wait. on... Wait. Yeah, wait. Why? You have to pee again? No. I've, I've peed enough for at least a week. <laughs> you have a thing? I have a thing, dude. I'm oh. going to... He's we're, got a bit. we're testing out all of our new testing things. All the new things on uh, on Zach. I'm gonna just read these questions also, down. There are some buttons we haven't pressed yet, which we need to. Oh, oh yeah. Colter, you get ready to press the right buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on my reaction, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read these down. You just I'm, there's not really rules. I just want you to answer them quickly. The answer is Rhaegar Targaryen. Damn. Well, I think that's game's over. I've won the game. <laughs> You know nothing, Peter Cole. All right. All right. Here we go. Questions. You ready? Ready. What's the tallest person you've ever dated? Be honest. Dated or like had a date with? Either or. Either or. Yeah. Six one. 
My height. That sounded, that sounded honest. Favorite monster truck driver? Coulter Longshore. Great answer. Uh, Great question, by the way. <laughs> the people at Gumlog are going to love that one. Dude, yeah, yeah they are. That was, that was def- I'm pandering to Gumlogs. Yeah. Um, alternate reality, girl or, or guy, uh, that you would want to, like that you're into, that like you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something me and Coulter talked okay, about a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a hard one to, the question's hard something to Something Ann Coulter talked about? Yeah, me, no. me, me, and Ann Coulter you, talk about this a lot. Yes. You got to get that D in there because it sounds you're saying Ann Coulter. Which I was. I don't, is man, she going to be a with guest? Me, comma Ann man Coulter. Is she going to be a guest the, in the, the podcast? Is, Pete is actually a oh. care, a fake voice. Yeah. My that favorite monster truck driver are the stupid liberals down south. <laughs> yeah. No, so like a person that you are a, a shy Ann Coulter, a type of person, right? Like a generalized type of person that you're into that you would be like maybe a little too embarrassed to like actually be with in real life but you are into mine I'll give you an example is like very trailer parky kind of white trashy super redneck kind of girl low-rise jeans uh jamie presley kind of the character she plays a lot that's mine like it's not someone i would actually like i have Joker. anything in common with yeah. Or like that I would, but I'm just attracted to that type of person, alternate reality thing. As in like, I want to be with that person or be that person? No, no, be be with, not be. Yeah. Hmm. Like a general type. Coulter's is like, what, yours was like super, uh, like like tattooed, pinup girl kind of thing, right? This is a very strange question. Yeah. (laughs) You love how strange it is. Yeah. Tells you a lot about somebody. Maybe uh, I don't know. I'm inclined to say like a. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. I think that means you got. That points. was the last. Oh, I that think was the last button. You just want to push that button. Points deducted. Yeah, I think is what it is. You just but lost ten points. I would. I'm inclined to say like a like a sexy bartender, but then I guess that's that's more normal reality. Yeah, just gotta be alt reality. Like alt reality. You know, like it's an Ann Coulter. Let's, uh, but not in any, not in any reality. Where okay. I want anything to do with Ann saying. Coulter. I, re- I renege my Ann Coulter shout out from before. Blink twice if that, if that's the real answer, but you won't. But you but just you can't say, say it on on air. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, one of the gals from Glow, but in real life, like a, a female, oh a lady wrestler, a, a lady okay. wrestler. Oh, okay, good choice. great answer. She good can toss choice. me around all she great wants. Great answer. Okay, and we can work out together, and she can whip my ass in the gym. True. Yeah. I love that. Flair. Solid drumsticks or flats. Talking about chicken wings. Oh, can I choose a variety? Because I do love a variety. Ooh, can we get chicken wings after this? Yes, we can. Yeah, oh, my sure. God. Get out. <laughs> Are you reading my mind right now? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Hey, don't touch the soundboard. <laughs> Some six or flats? Uh, I'll go with sticks. I like the, the love I, like, I like the dunk. Good answer. Uh-huh. Good answer. I, but I also like working for the dunk on the flat. I like the effort that goes into it. You got to put your finger in there a little bit. Yeah. Some people like to jam it down and do the one fail swoop and yeah. the bite with the flat. I feel I like I, I'm, I, a, I'm a one bite flatter. I can also chug a beer or I can enjoy it. You know? Yeah, that's true. True. I'm not a Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. Favorite plant? Basil. Lovely. Have you ever seen the movie Legend of Bagger Vance? I have. Great. <laughs> Tourist destination. <laughs> that Georgia, dis- of course he is. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Uh, tourist destination that was a disappointment. Damn it! 
<laughs> was it Germany? You've got a button that just says Germany. Yeah. Yes, we do. Germany. That's our most used. Now more <laughs> That's our sure. definitely most used one. Yeah. I was a little underwhelmed with London. Oh. I like Londoners. I like people from London, but the place itself, I thought it's not very much enjoyed London. But you know, same. You can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> no. Explain All right. So yourself. London. That's explain yourself. You don't have to. You know, no, I no, don't, no, no. Don't explain yourself. Yeah, don't explain yourself. Howell's not here. Yeah. You're not defending anybody. Again, I, I like English people. It's only half But the city listeners. itself, I, I was underwhelmed with. Okay. Okay. That works. Something that gets made fun of often, like very, you know, a common thing that gets made fun of, that uh, that you feel doesn't deserve the amount of public flack it takes, whether that's a song, band, movie, whatever. Just a thing that's like super commonly made fun of that you secretly think, or not even secretly. That you think is is just this doesn't is a very deserve wordy, all the heat. Very wordy way to say like, what's a underrated guilty pleasure? Yeah, well, you know what, you you stick to the soundboard. How about oh, that? Okay, okay, okay. Wah, wah, wah. I wish we had that one. That one's probably easy to get. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All these all these possible answers are running through my head, but then I think like. You know what? Fuck reality TV. <laughs> I, I think it should. I think it should be made fun of. <laughs> yeah. So that's not my answer. No. Um. And Coulter. Um, <laughs> she's got enough airtime. No more of her. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm disinclined to say a political figure because on either side, I think they should deserve a lot of the flack because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have important jobs to do. And now I've forgotten the question entirely. <laughs> What deserves to be made fun of? No, the, what what gets made fun of that shouldn't? Um, how about how expensive New York is? Everyone always wants to say like, oh well, rent and then all the people and all the taxes you pay. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, I live in New York City and you don't. Fair answer, Boom. perfect. Oh. There it is. Yeah. That's all. Lightning and the thunder. On a scale of one to eight, last you could have gone Imagine Dragons there. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, they. I don't know. They do a lot of good for people and humanity, but they also deserve to be made fun of. <laughs> they're, hor- they're horrible. They Did you see it. the text exchange between um, Mark Foster from Foster the People and Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons? I don't know what either of those things are. Uh, they like sent apologies to each other by like writing out a big apology on their notepad on their iPhones, screenshotting it, and tweeting it at each other. It was the most un-rock and roll thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, well, the I'm, notes app I'm is sorry, how bro. you make, uh, make a f- big <sighs> official declaration. It was like number one of three. Like, uh-huh. well, hey, bro, uh, I didn't mean to say this thing about you, and I love what you're doing. Like, it's cool, bro. Let's all just make music together. I'm like, oh, my God. Whatever <laughs> rock and roll boner anyone had just went back into himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a scale of oh, one to good. eight, how much fun have you had on the fire escape today? Seven and a half. That's, that's pretty good. That's good enough. I that's feel it. like the, the half point was from my bladder, which I have to pee again right now. You have to pee again right now? Well, well good thing we're in the pee zone, yeah, we are. Uh, which means the plug zone. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug right now? The pee zone. That's, 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 the, that's the, the Pizza Hut's new pizzone. The new pizzone. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by, by Pizza Hut Pizzone. It's uh, not available right now. but uh, Put in the code ANCOULTER6969 <laughs> on PizzaHut.com and get a deal. On the new Pizzone at a Pizza Hut near you. Listeners, that was clearly a joke. You know our, our uh, promo code is Buttheads. Buttheads, Buttheads with, with a Z. Z. Yeah. Uh, uh, plug Van- your things. What do you got going on, Van um, Halen? 
it's also <laughs> who saw that coming? Yep. Yeah. Uh, my band Van Bellman uh, has some shows coming up that have yet to be booked. Uh-huh. I'm going to be on the road all summer with American authors. I'm trying to kiss some ass with the management and powers that be to maybe be uh, the opening act on some of these yes, shows. I love that. There already uh, are some opening acts, mm-hmm. but if if someone gets sick or if there isn't one, let the Z-Man get out there and play for 30 minutes, play some songs by himself. Mm-hmm. Why not? Dude. Who's getting hurt? Z-Van Beeman. Dude, d- double duty. Man, if I could be an opening act... On, on any one of these shows, I'd be so thrilled. It would uh, it would give me a new raison d'être. Because with American Quick authors, question. it's uh, it's it's fun to play guitar. But you know, I've I've done that show for five and a half years. I'm kind of tucked away in yeah. the back. It's the four dudes in the band. They're the ones who do the interviews and photo ops. I'm the whipping boy who comes out and plays guitar, and that's all fine and well. But yeah. if I got to play some songs of my own in with, front of those, in front crowd, of these crowds, yeah. oh my god, it'd be the coolest thing. Yeah, um, awesome. And no, I, you do have recordings that I are do. coming out. Van Bellman, you is, you have a. I've got three. Out. I've got three out. They're uh, all out on Spotify and Apple Music, etc. Uh, I've got some uh, that are about halfway done. I likely will release them in the fall after this tour. By the way, uh, Coulter uh, and Peter helped me with my first ever music video ever, and we didn't talk about that at all. No, it's on didn't. YouTube. It's called I Hate to See You This Way. Uh, Coulter directed. Uh, Peter was uh, artistic director. And a, Minotaur and, Wrangler. And Minotaur Wrangler yeah. and co-star. Um, it's a good Matt, weekend. Matt from American Offers uh, was in the funeral scene. His now wife was oh, yeah? the zombie yeah. bride. My mm-hmm. friend Marilee was the mistress. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend Andy, uh, we filmed her fingers being the zombie fingers in Coulter's backyard. A little Hollywood magic for you. A little Hollywood magic. Yep. So uh, watch that on the tubes of you. And... Uh, Let's make another music video together, yeah, we and should. then do, uh, and then we'll reconvene on this podcast. Um, maybe I'll bring some questions about Alabama for you guys. You ought. We'll yeah. know them all. It will not be about football because uh, let's just not talk about that at all. And you guys would crush every trivia question about Alabama football there is to know. Boat tape, rotate. We're third. Well, we have been the fire escape. We're going to roll out to Zach's. Song that we made the music video for. Uh, yeah, Roll Out by uh, Ludacris. I'd love to see yeah. you, but uh, I hate to see you this way. I hate to see you this way. Featuring Ludacris. Uh, we are the Fire Escape Pod at gmail.com or uh, at Fire Escape Pod on all the social medias. My name is uh, Coulter Longshore. Uh, I'm at Coulter Levi on uh, all of the social medias. Pete? Uh huh. You can find me on the Instagram, buttermilk underscore Pete. And what's your social handle, Zach? At Zach Van Bellman, Z-A-C Van Bellman. Enjoy. You need nothing for a while, then you can say, if you really try, then you might think I'm better than you, babe. I might need just a little persuade You can call me out And I'll give you away If you really try
Uh, what's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'.